Yeah, welcome. We are here to do an interview with Chloe Malcotti or Malcotti. Um, we, that is uh, Aitan Efrat and Olaf Winkler, that's me. And Chloe, you are a filmmaker mainly. And uh, you just came back today from the working day of sound editing. So that means you're actually busy with a film which is approaching the end, more or less. I mean, it's almost done. Maybe you can tell us a bit about the film, what is it actually about, what you are busy with right now. Yeah, I'll just, um, I don't consider myself as a filmmaker, but more as an artist that work with film. Ah, okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's quite interesting because yeah. it's definitely different. Yeah, and that also uh, speaks, I think, about the film that I'm doing now. Um, so the film is setting up in a little city in Italia, uh, just down Pisa, Pisa. Um, like 30 minutes down uh, Pisa, where the big uh, factory Solvay, the chemical factory Solvay from Belgium, set up a factory in the um, in the beginning of the 20th century, in 1913. Uh, it was a factory of baking soda. And for 100 years, a factory that was really, uh, so because the village is by the coast, on, on the coast, I don't know how to say that. Um, and the factory for 100 years, um, put the, her waste in the water, in the, in the sea, uh, with a little canal, an English canal. And, uh, and so, the, because it was waste from the baking soda uh, production, the, 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 the beach became beautiful. The water became uh, turquoise, uh, and, the, and, the, and the sand become, became super white as baking soda, as the color of baking soda. Uh, but everything is completely sterile um, because uh, with the waste of baking soda, there are also mercuria, mercurio. Mm -hmm. um, and so everything is dead. But also because uh, the water um, of the sea, it's, it's, there is a lot of this uh, waste of baking soda. It's completely opaque. I don't know in English opaque, but so the, 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 the light cannot go through. Yeah, it's not transparent. Yeah, yeah it's not transparent. And so uh, everything, nothing can, can grow, nothing can live in it. So it's beautiful, but dead. And it was my first um, starting point or interest in it. It was this like uh, strange uh, feeling when you are there of a place that you, uh, you, you understand because it's something like it's an image Uh, of a landscape that you know as something that is beautiful and you feel a feeling of being in a place that you consider as beautiful but in the same time because the smell also because of the specific smell there because of the industry uh, the smell uh, say to you uh, that is something wrong and also you see that nothing is growing Everything how, how is did that. you find the spot i mean did you go there because you read something about uh, anas solve because i mean you're living in brussels now and he's from Belgium, or did you go on vacation, or how did you come across with the spot itself? So it was, uh, I went there because of um, some things that I didn't do, or I couldn't do with my last film. And uh, so it was, I had the idea in my last film to, to do the portrait of an emotion that would have stayed in a place, and I was seeing this emotion as a color. Uh, because I, my last film was also about uh, a factory, uh, and but mostly about uh, social movement uh, of worker that happened in this factory, and I was feeling this idea of like there is still this emotion of this strike and everything that is still in, this, in the place, and I, and I wanted to do the portrait of this emotion as a color, and uh, but the film, my last film, went in another way. It went. Uh, in another direction because it was my projection of the place or my projection of what would what was happening in the place and in fact there there was not this color thing it was it was about gesture it was about movement but not about color and I spoke about this um, in French you would say échec I don't know English uh, échec something that you can you didn't do or it didn't work about a uh, I, I spoke about that to a friend that is an Italian about this color and he said oh but uh, you should go to Rossiano Solve, so to this place, because there, there is this color. Um, it may be, maybe it's the color that you are looking for. So I went there for that. And uh, so I discovered the, the beach, I discovered the history, and I discovered the, this color. 
and and so the film that uh, I did is about this color. So, but the color as um, so yeah, so this white substance that went into the beach, yeah. but also uh, through the construction of the film, this color became more deep and more um, épaisse. I don't know épaisse, um, yeah. sticky, uh, or you know, like uh, something that is. More full in a certain Not, way. Yeah, yeah, full, like bigger. Yeah. And I understood uh, dense. that. Dense. Yeah, I, I understood. Yeah, dense. And I understood that this color was uh, uh, this matter, this specific matter from calcar, calcium, uh, but also the color of the spirit of the capitalism, of uh, the spirit of the strikes that was uh, happening there, the spirit of this also. Oh, also this idea of uh, capitalist realism that was inside this color and so i tried to 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 made to make a film about this very uh, uh not hybrid hybrid but uh, this uh, uh, node color where there is a lot of different uh, imaginary desire that is linked to mm -hmm. this color and and contribute contribute to, co to to create this color and the density of this color. So first there is the color of the matter for, and after there is this color that transforms this uh, beautiful, uh, transforms this, this beach as a beautiful place. And uh, there is also the colors that still stick in the body of the inhabitant of the, of the place. Also for me, it's this like kind of desire for capitalism and everything that is linked to, to the spirit of capitalism. And, uh, and the emotion that also is there. And uh, so the film is kind of evolving with these different parts of this color and try to kind of detach uh, this different part of the color to, 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 to pinpoint some, some, some of this part of the color. But so this was a, kind of the main idea that I tried to work on it on the film. So it's a very uh, sensitive film in a way, like you, it's really about like feeling also the color or the experience of the color. Uh, but uh, so this is one part, like the most uh, maybe aesthetical part. But for me, it was really important to understand uh, how people there uh, deal with the beach uh, and the factory and how they, they are uh, maybe um, um, co-creating also their identity, how their body are linked to the to the body of the beach, or the body of the color, etc. So I work uh, a lot with the people there. Is it? Uh, I don't know if it's clear. It becomes clear, yeah, <laughs> I would say. But uh, first of all, just it's just a question of fact, so to speak. But is it poisonous, or can you just go to the beach there and can you swim there? Is it, is it more like a visual appearance, or is it something which really enters the body and is poisonous and so on? So uh, I think what is interesting here is that uh, because there is mercuria that has been uh, put it in the beach till the end of the 70s, the, the mercuria went down the sand. So it's not up, but with the heat. Oh, it comes up again. Yeah, the, the gas is coming up. But Solvay did for 40 years a big uh, com campaign of propaganda to say that it was... Uh, nothing up the normal, like it was not yeah, like yeah. you know. It's, it's it's still in the in the accepted still, limits. Exactly, but also but they also did like different campaign with like uh, truth and counter truth uh, article to like completely blind uh, the knowledge of people there. So no one's really know like people from there say for sure there is mercury, but. Is this run this like ignorance? They just create a state of ignorance, and so this is what's interesting with image because you you it's like the beach. Like when you see it, you are in a state of ignorance, and you are kind of like stuck in this state of ignorance because you 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 have desire for this beach, you have desire for capitalism, but in the same time you know, but you have this like freezing of your mind, like you, you don't know. But um, like when I work with people, like I work there with mostly with teenagers, like with a group of six teenagers, 
And uh, in their dialogue, on, or like in the work that we we we, we did together of the writing, because we, we work on the writing of the film and uh, through the dialogue and through their the ex, the own experience. And uh, for example, for some of them, like they cannot go on the beach because it's like the, the sun is burning their skin because it's baking soda. So the sun, mm-hmm. the, the, the light is reflecting refracting <laughs> like so is the light is going um uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going back stronger than stronger me. like it's really st- like when we when we were there sh- um, doing the, the images we are all we like we, we we're all wearing very um big <laughs> sunglasses because if not our eyes was completely burning by the by the intensity of the sun it's it's really funny that um we, we we do a radio talk, so to speak, yeah. something purely acoustic, and um, about visual arts. Yes. So it's it's very interesting because we did several talks already, and, and you always have this problem. But now I really have the feeling that it would be nice to have these images. Yeah, yeah. To to see them. And if we go and and talk a bit about the way you work, yeah. Then you come, I can imagine that all this formulation of like the idea feels like you've been working on it and going, I mean, back and forth, at least in your thoughts. But when you arrived there, so maybe, maybe you can say how many times you've been there and what happened when you arrived, with what knowledge you arrived, how mm. actually being there, if it changed, what and how? Yeah. So, um, this time I really tried, like uh, it was different than the last film. I really tried to arrive there with almost no knowledge. I did uh, research through the film and not before doing the film because it was really important for me this time to not project my desire of or, or my own understanding of um, what I was seeing. So I did it through really through the film, like all these pictures, and also through discussion with people there. So it was, yeah, it was the first kind of starting point for me. Like I, I just had to open my eyes and my ear and feel the place. And um, so it was that after I, I did research there, so through the archivist and through a different testimony of uh, workers that are still working in the factory, but also old workers. Um, and I, uh, I understood that it was really important to work more intensively with a group uh, of people and, 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 and try to understand um, how in the imaginary of the past uh, and the future, the factory was present. Because everyone was always saying something to me uh, that was uh, before Solvay, uh, the village did, didn't, that, like, there was nothing. Yeah, before Solvay, there was nothing. And I thought it was really interesting with our problem with capitalism that we, we cannot imagine the future because we think that before capitalism, there was nothing. But this changed. <laughs> now we are more info about what was before and what was before capitalism. But I thought it was really interesting. And so I was like, okay, so maybe we have to kind of depollute, dep- depollute, yeah, depollute the, the past to be able to have a vision for the, for the future. So I did um, several like workshops uh, with so a group of six teenagers, because it was interesting to work with teenagers because they are this, in this very in-between moment of, so they were 14 and 15, so it was even a bit before teenage. And they are in this moment of like, they are still child, but they are they still, they start to have the, the consideration of adults, start to be engaged more, and but they are still in this in-between. They can play with things, but they, are, they understand uh, a bit better life or like the, the problem in life. And uh, I started to work with a group of six teenagers and we work on um, on different situation in imaginary situation of like, for example, okay, there is a catastrophe in this place. What is a catastrophe? What happened? And suddenly this was kind of the first day that we work on that. And suddenly like all the fear of people there of their parents, of themselves, just went up. Like um, one of the catastrophes, for example, was uh, uh, in English, I don't know, like a fuite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, yeah. Leak? Yeah, a leak. 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 A leak of gas from the survey. 
because it's the main fear there is not the beach, it's the leak of gas. Yeah. The, the factory yeah. is still working yeah. entirely. Yeah, yeah. So, but with less worker, but it's still working. Because they keep it because it will cost more to solve it, to f- close it because they have to pay for comp- ecological compensation. Mm-hmm. So they keep it. Um, and so, for example, it was the first thing. And after we work uh, on archive that I found it in, in the archive of the city. Uh, for example, one archive was the, the like a text of one meeting in uh, 1933 when they decide to change the name from Rossignano to Rossignano Solve. It was a communal from the la mairie, like the, the yeah, municipality. Like a, yeah, municipality. Yeah. The municipality meeting when they decided to change that. So I just give them, for example, the, gave them the, this archive and say, okay, what happened? How it, how it has been decided? And so they replayed together that. That, that would have been the question. The, yeah. the teenagers that you're working with, yeah. they are acting scenes. Oh, because this yeah. sounds like a very, very interesting process to, yeah. to, to get closer to the location in the sense of the meaning of the location and all this. But um, the step, and maybe that was also where you were heading at the item, is yeah. uh, how does this translate into images? What, what yeah. do you actually film? Do you film the kids while they are discussing it? Are they reenacting it? Do you have a genuine reaction to uh, fear of a leak, as you just said? or It so sounded very poetic at the beginning, and now it, there's yeah, some good. very social part in it. So, yeah. Um, what are the images to put it up? Yeah, the images. But, but I think it's it's really linked to the, the the process that I'm always entering it in when I start a, a project. That like the aesthetical part and the pra- practice really of the film for me really have to merge together. So I try to not have like idea of what it, the film should look like, what type of shot I should do. Like it, it should arise from the practice. And the practice is, is working with people and not on them. And really that the work is from this like workshop uh, thing that, uh, or like more uh, an idea of like, okay, I put a situation, the situation is this kind of workshop. And from the situation it has to, it, it will rise at one point. And uh, so, for example, the workshop, um, we did it, I don't know, like four weeks, but like uh, uh, split in in two years. Um, And so I had a lot of recording of this workshop because also the deal for me, it was, okay, like you give me time and I also give you time to, to know how to use those tools of filming. So they were themselves filming the workshop. So people was like some people was in front of the camera and some people was shooting. So I I didn't shoot those ah, workshop okay. yeah. because it was a way for them to to know how to use the tools, how to take sound and blah blah blah. But me, what I use in the film because this is for me it was their part and their way to take it. What I use in the film is that I um, retranscript um, all the the text, all that have been said. Uh, during these four weeks and after from that i did a montage of the text that they said so the first editing was actually of text exactly exactly this yeah it's very good that you say that because for me it was really uh, the first editing of the place of the story was that was from text and after in the film so what you see in the film is them re-enacting or no not re-enacting but re-staging what they said before. Oh, and okay. at this point, they play. So they really play themselves. What is interesting for me in this process, in, in, in terms of aesthetics this time, is that when you film like a, someone that is not an actor and replay himself, you hear the text. You hear that it's not fiction, the sense of is not an, act, an actor that is like playing a text, but it's themselves that really, really say what they say. And there is this feeling and this understanding and also this distance of documentaries that I really like. Uh, Because you see the process without that the process become of like, oh, I did a documentary. It's, but you feel it uh, in the process because it's like not, they don't say it's, 
always well because they are and but but when it's something that they say that was important for them they they really say it strongly so yeah and i didn't um how you say that uh, d- direct the way that they should have said something yes. it was their text and i never change also words that they say i just edit And how does the camera, what role plays the camera then when in that stage? So I understand in, in yeah. the workshops they were yeah. studying it and like kind of using yeah. them themselves. But then did you use this material in the film or no? So uh, yeah, in that part after it's edited and the text goes back to the children. Um, each one gets the role memorize it I guess somehow yeah 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 and then who holds the camera yeah so this time yeah we did the um, really this step for the for the shooting of the film but the camera was from was I didn't took it uh, I, I didn't film uh, this part of the film it was uh, a DOP that film it and me I was uh, so uh, close but more in the work with with, with the teenager yeah And uh, no, yeah, it was really, and how we, we film it, it was really like stage, so they were really more like theater. What was the location way. for this re-filming? The what? Where did you do the re-filming? In dunes. So they are in the dunes of the beach. And in a way, they are looking at the beach, but we don't see the beach, but they are in the beach, and they are the, the cœur, the, uh, the cœur. You know, when you sing, yeah. and there is a... The choir. Uh, choir. The choir. Yeah. And I really wanted them as a choir of the film. So they, in the film, they come uh, four times in the film. And there's a choir that they kind of comment the film through the film. So they are the main uh, character. Um, But it's really interesting, we, we, this question of what is the role of the film, of the camera, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a filmmaker. I tell yeah. you, you're making film as well. So um, for me, that is something which I can... Well, look at very very naively yeah but I would say that it of course makes an entire difference this reenactment and also the, the role of the camera because at one time if they are filming themselves mm-hmm. um, so that's the moment of the production of the text for example mm-hmm. um, they probably get used to the camera after a while yeah. if some one of them is taking the camera over yeah. the second one is a very artificial staging mm-hmm. restaging yes so um, in in Well, I'm not good in film theory, but it probably changes the entire setting very, very much also theoretically that you have this this camera which is just running around with them, just catching images. Mm-hmm. And the other times like the octorial author, so to speak, someone which is looking from the outside like an eye of a stage scene. This reminds me very much of theater much more than of uh, of film actually. Exactly. I want to like because you say also that the role is the choir mm-hmm. so. The traditional role of the choir is kind of to lead happenings on on a stage right so there is like the, the mm-hmm. opera and or the mm-hmm. the theater play mm-hmm. the, tra- the Greek tragedy or mm-hmm. and then there is the choir that kind of leads us but then I'm like trying to to kind of map no, the different yeah. the different uh, the different roles yeah yeah Yeah. And then, yeah, it's interesting if the role is the spectator of that play or the role is actually, you know, uh, the camera is, uh, is the spectator, the camera is kind of plays a role of, uh, of actually the happening the, uh, on the stage. So the camera is also a player, you know, in yeah, that, in yeah, that yeah. kind of cir- circumstances, the, yeah. the camera is also can be a- an actor, another actor mm-hmm. you know, in that stage. I think in this case the camera is really the spectator I think how so I was a spectator of their testimony of their history and uh, I think we really look at their conversation mm. we are really a spectator like if you have a group of a group of friends for example you are in a conversation and I don't know it's a day that you don't want to speak <laughs> and you here and you look at this conversation but you do not participate you just hear because you don't know about what they are speaking and but yeah so you are just hearing the conversation and i think it's more that 
like to let them have really the time to 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 have a conversation together. And the idea of conversation is it was already like not the idea, but the, the, I I really like conversation and the fact of filming conversation, and that the the spectator in a way is in the conversation, and maybe can. Uh, participate in his head or in his mind in the conversation and so the, the camera is really in the place of someone but that is not in stage in the in the restaging is the camera moving or is it just like a fixed spot or? fixed spot with a close close shot yeah if like if you were yeah just asking because i have this idea of theater in my mind directly it's really yeah. like an, an interesting uh, it gives a certain artificial sphere Yeah. To to this, which on that's yeah. that's something which is really interesting. The stupid thing about these talks is that you can't see the work <laughs> in the sense of not only what I just said that it is uh, a challenge to understand yeah. the visual work, but also that I always get very very curious to see it then, mm -hmm. and then you want to see it right away. But yeah, this yeah. is not finished yet. Um, and here it is about the the strange combination, strange in a positive sense. I mean, of a theater being very artificial. Yeah. And a very, very almost naturalistic topic of a factory, which is still there, an industrial location. And so, and this is somehow connected via um, a beach, a landscape, mm -hmm. which at least the way you describe it seems totally artificial, but it is there. So it's somewhere in between. And this seems, it gives some kind of attention to the film, which I, I'm very curious about. I think you really. Um said uh, well what was the intention in the film it was to always walk between this naturalistic idea also the, because it's from the construction of landscape like how we see a landscape like a naturalistic landscape why is coming from this idea of naturalistic also a naturalistic film how is coming from this idea of naturalistic in art and also when do you think something is artificial And the film is always working in these two things, like something that you feel that is really how you would understand it because of your different code, of your different culture, as something natural, true, real, and something that you consider as something artificial. And for example, the, the most uh, real in the sense of documentary, how in documentary we, we use the, the, the word real, or réel, le réel, It's, it's a part of the teenager, but it's the most set up and artificial part of the of the film. And I think, yeah, it was really to to play around that, to kind of décolle, and I don't know how to say it in English, but like... Yeah, um, yeah décolle. To unglue, so to speak. Unglue the imaginaries that were, that were linked to the place. Because the setup was there, so they are in the dune, Uh, and they are kind of, um, uh, there is this such a sign of like, if they were like kind of uh, rescapé, like uh, if they were, you know, like a storm, they are in a boat and they are like, they just arrived in a desert island. And they are kind of this, this also um, um, setup of stories that was really famous since the beginning of the 20th, 20th century, like uh, the beginning of when they arrived, like this story of like, young uh, like children that were arriving in a desert island and they had to reconstruct a society and like this very colonial uh, book that was about like they had to kill uh, the people from the island to survive and uh, they were the white guys super, super strong and and this uh, type of stories and imaginary is really linked to the white beaches imaginary so they are speaking about everything that they are speaking in this setup in this set Uh, imaginary setup so um, they have hats but it's just because they wanted to have hats so they have hats and so they are in this kind of like setup of this imaginary uh, but try to kind of like uh, decolonize but I think it's a strong it's too strong but I don't have another word in English but try to like, deal with the realities that living in Uh, and try to escape it, which is really difficult through the, the, the language. Escape it in terms of imaginary, how to escape this strong uh, blocking imaginary that they had, they had learned and they had learned how to, to, to not uh, be able to, to imagine in another way. But uh, yeah, mm. so yeah. yeah. I, I, I think 
like speaking of the maybe natural or real uh, or artificial i mean throws us i think uh, it's a proposition to go back to this to the beginning of of this interview when you said that you prefer to be that you see yourself as as an artist that makes film and not a filmmaker mm-hmm. maybe through that you could explain i mean i'm not sure i have some from what you say i have some ideas but maybe you can say more about that how you see that difference and how why do you situate yourself as an artist making films mm-hmm. and not yeah. filmmaker no. yeah i think it's also linked to your question about um where is the camera because uh, for me what is more important is the practice so um how how i think uh the, my practice in the sense of how i go there um what do i set up what type of gesture i make there um what type of movement i, I make there and this for me is the core of my practice of my film practice and after The medium that is for sure is there from the beginning because I know that um, I want to do a film because it's the way that I the, the medium that for me is more easy to express things with the film and but the camera so arrive through the practice is not there in the beginning and I think it's for that so I really I, but also because I did art study not cinema study so all my references are have Are artists and so practice and not medium and the medium the, f- the f- video medium the film medium really arrive also in my artistic life um, not late but not always as as the must I, it was not always I didn't have to do always film I didn't do in my life always film just at one point I, I stick <laughs> with the camera because like, wow we can do all of that that and we can express so much or we can play so much with camera so I became very excited by the camera but but it's just a tool is not um, is not a, a profession in the sense because sometimes I feel that when you say filmmaker it's a profession and for me like it, the, the profession is linked to is linked to a medium and for me there is a practice and the medium is coming through and I, and I think that Also sometimes even uh, sometimes if I do an, another project and I start a, maybe a, a film project but maybe at one point I will say oh but no <laughs> it should not be a film it should be something else and I think it's very different approaches approaches uh, when I see for example film filmmaker walking they want to do a film uh, because a filmmaker <laughs> but so yeah, I, yeah. and So to continue this, maybe you can say a bit about how you treat sound mm-hmm. in your practice. So we talk a, about image that we don't have sound mm-hmm. we do, but I mean now in this conversation, but uh, yeah, what's how so technically we understand the recording um, of this particular film, yeah. but there is, Maybe there is like an approach to sound in general that you feel that is repeating or that what role sound play in, mm-hmm. in your practice yeah um so in the in the, in the practice or in the moment where there is this big chaos um the sound is very present but in in a feeling I, i really try that the sound of the place the sound of the images that I see really enter my body and that I really feel it. And, uh, and, I, and I write a lot about sound, impression of sound, but not as, a, oh, this sound should be in the film, but more like how I feel the sound. And after I kind of stop at one point to think about sound, when I start to, to enter into images and to construction of the editing and blah, blah, blah. And after when I start to the sound editing, I kind of like go back to all this writing And, uh, and I kind of I try to, to put them back in my, in my body and, uh, and I see sound after in this moment specific moment is uh, a specific moment as is uh, the sound editing and the mix uh, the sound mix mix, yeah, sound mix. Um, as a way to sculpt images so yeah I know that not everyone is 
working with something like that. But for me, it's really a way to to really sculpt images, like how to make an, uh, how to in an image is how to 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 make it something more deep, how to make it more close to your face, how to make a voice more intense for 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 you or far, or how to create also like a certain atmosphere. In this film, the sound was really important because we had to really find character for the factory, sound character for the factory, sound character for the for the matter, for the white matter, that transformed through the film. So it was really a big work of transformation of sound through the film. Because this, the matter exists in the image, but mostly in the film exists through the sound because she she is really like transforming. She also make like voice, uh, uh, sound of uh, landscape, like kind of like reacting in this like bicarbonate. <laughs> and uh, so she's really, so the matter, she's really represent really in the sound, in the sound, yeah, in the film, through the sound. Yeah. That's quite interesting because it sounds really like, I think you use the word yourself, sculpting. So you're, you're really working on, on, the, on the images or on the, Coming together of images and sound, a bit like uh, some kind of a, a sculptor or like working on, on material. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's quite interesting. Um, in this film, in sound and in film, visuals and in bringing both together, you seem to be most of all a director mm -hmm. or directrice mm -hmm. and uh, much less. The filmer yourself, because you didn't even take the camera most of the time, or partially you did maybe or so. Uh, is that something which you did already before? Is it something like where you feel, because you said that maybe on, on another project and all of a sudden it's not a film anymore. And that mm -hmm. I can entirely understand because it's not necessarily so. You always work on painting or you always work on sculpture or whatever. It depends on the project. Um, but is this like a step which was already prepared in other projects that you were already leaving the camera a bit behind that you were more like becoming the uh, director directrice puppet player whatever of your own project much more than actually taking the camera in your hand i think it's uh, i will just wait for the <laughs> bing bing <clears throat> i think it's really because of practical reason um, because before I always filmed my uh, film, but um, is it when you, when you work with six people, for example, that are in front of you, in front because okay, all right, behind, but uh, it's it's really difficult to be with them if you have to care about the camera and all the technique that is linked to the camera and to have like an image that is not black <laughs> um, and uh, or just also the sound because it was a girl that a woman that was taking the sound um, and I think it's really for that because I, I got frustrated to to not be able to engage really uh, as much as I wanted with the people that were uh, that I was filming um, that I I kind of like decided to to have someone to to film, but I also think that it's really possible to engage with the camera, like to create an engagement. And I think, but it's maybe for something else, because here I wanted to have this setup, so the camera anyway was in distance. It was not uh, the engagement was different, um, but yeah, because it really the, the first time that I start I work with uh, DOP, it was in my last film, so it was just second film that I do with DOP. But it was really for that, like to have the possibility to, to possibility to my to have my mind completely free for to for the relation with the, with the people, because if not, I was always feeling to yeah uh, to be everywhere but nowhere. So that means that actually my question was too fast in that sense that that also could change again back, so to speak, if the project Completely. It. I think it also because this specific project wanted to work uh, on different level also and, uh, and and also was working on this idea of setup. And uh, and I, I think that there is other project or the desire also of mine uh, of cameras that could be closer and can be just very intimate. And I don't want to work with someone because I want to be close to the camera and close to the person. Or the camera is the link 
between two people. Uh, and there is no difference between the ones that film and the ones that, that, that is in front of the camera. And I really believe in that. But for this specific project, um, it was not that because I felt that the beach also, there, was different, there is a lot of bodies. There was a body of the beach, a body of the human bodies, a body of the matter. And I felt that I needed a bit of distance. And I think to work with a DOP, for me, it's good uh, because it gives me distance. And sometimes when I walk, I am too much focused. And uh, and sometimes it's good to be focused, but sometimes it's, uh, it's poison because you, you don't see, you become blind. And uh, someone and, and it's what I like to work, for example, with a sound editor or with a DOP. It's, it's the collaboration, the conversation, because we are always in conversation. It's like, it's, it's so rich, the conversations that we have. And it's just so joyful for me, like to not be alone <laughs> to do this film, like with a team, it's so fun. And, uh, and I think it's also for that, like, uh, it's really, like we have a lot of fun <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And <clears throat> to speak of another step in, in, in a production or in this specific one, the editing, how does that work? Do you edit with someone as, as well or do you edit yourself? And mostly I'm interested to, because you're very sensitive to your position in that or your, let's say, freedom or your um, intention and focus in the in the set or like while shooting. But then obviously you need to change that point of view when you, I mean, imagine audience or you try to think of, you know, you actually through cutting, you erase, you know, pe what people say or like the order obviously is. So kind of this this kind of very, I wonder, I don't know, yeah. but like if, how do you see that kind of complex relationship that you form with your staff, with, with, the, with the crew and with yeah. the people that you work with, yeah. the, the teenagers in this case, when you're back home yeah. in front of the computer? Yeah, but so like you said, and in this film and the film before, the first step of the editing was the text. And so everything that I uh, had to cut, I cut it here in the text editing. So in a way, uh, we already discuss with the teenager and also also people that were in the film because I'm speaking about the teenager, but it's just a part of the film. Um, we we already discussed about like, was it okay to like, like I cut that. Uh, do you want to add something? Uh, did I miss something? Did I misunderstand? Because also there were translation. Because I don't, I no, with the film now I speak a bit Italian, but and I understand it well. But still, it's my, not my language. So there's things that I do not get. And uh, but I had someone that was uh, Giacomo Mangi that was translating everything uh, when I was not understanding. And uh, but so the editing, I would say about what you say, like what do you cut? What do you not cut? Was really in the beginning of the not the beginning but it was in the middle of the process when they when we we rehearsed together with the text like uh, uh, did i uh, change a word that you wanted to say this way like so this part i didn't um had to take care bef after and in my last film it was also that because everything that they were saying it was uh they already said it I, I retranscript, I re-edit, and I propose a text, and after we had like several, several rewriting together, and after what we say, we say uh, what they had to say, what they said in the camera was the text as it chose that it was. So I, I couldn't uh, cut something that didn't want it uh, to be cut because it was uh, already the cut was uh, um, chose together. And so after the image editing, um, I do it both, so I do it myself and I do it with someone. I start myself and after uh, I uh, work with someone. Because if I don't start myself the image editing, I don't understand my film at all. So I really need to understand how uh, different sequences can go together, or different images uh, can go together because I never write a scenario, for example. I just think with kind of block or sequences and after oops, I see a bit how it will be, but I don't have the experience of the editing before to edit. 
So I don't know, but I just feel that it's in this direction. But it's very difficult to work with someone in the beginning if you are just a feeling and not <laughs> writing, because it's very difficult to express a feeling to someone that has other feeling or other translation of words that you say, that for him it's completely, or for her, it's completely different than what, what you say. So in the beginning, I always work alone, like for a month, a month, two months. And after, when I arrived to a kind of a, like a big version of the film, I work with someone again for this distance. Uh, that someone that just arrived in the film and can see the film with distance and say, okay, this, you are just fanatic uh, with, this, with these images, but I don't see anything. And I think it's super important because you project so much into your images that sometimes you do not see that there's nothing in these images for other person. Yeah, just you because you have the, you have the memory of the of all the years that you spend there. You have memory of the shooting, and you see everything, all of that in the images. But in fact, there is nothing. And but you really need someone to say there is nothing in the images. And yeah. How much uh, material did you have? I I don't know. I never count. Um, I have no clue. But it's like we're talking about hours and hours and hours of yeah, material, yeah, 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 yeah. and you want to cut it down. Do you have an idea how long it is? Well, now you should probably, as you're almost. As a film, yeah. the film is uh, one hour and fifteen uh, minutes. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty much a long playing film. But yeah. nevertheless, and that is for me again as somebody who's not making film, it's quite interesting the idea of editing, having this huge amount of material. Yes, like it's pure sculpture. I don't know how you think yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Remember. I was thinking. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like like sculpting out of a yeah. huge material because <coughs> I'm, I'm more into drawing and, and well, different things. But drawing is putting on a white sheet mostly, or maybe there's already something, but it's adding. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, the most difficult thing is to say, yeah, it's done now. But this is more like the Giacometti version. Yeah, of it. <laughs> taking away, taking away. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good example, Giacometti. It's, it's yeah. It's quite interesting. I don't know, I don't, maybe we should slowly come to an end. I don't yeah. Know. You, I have yeah. a question that yeah. maybe it's a wrap also in the production of a film. Not sure. Like, I guess different projects end differently. But so. It's clear, I mean, from this conversation, but not only that you're, I mean, there is a lot of sensitivity towards language and, yeah, how the image is made or the, the production of image or like how a film is made in, certain, in the sense of like an event that takes place and there are different roles or different agreements. Um, that you actually manage to keep also while shifting your chair from the director or from the editor. And so you manage to keep this kind of, maybe we call it loyalty or like, I don't know, you manage the, the, like paradoxically to be in, in two places in the same time or more places in the same time in terms of like your role. What I want to <laughs> kind of arrive to is, is how do you, see information so when we go back like if we think of you in the editing chair or like clo closing a project and you think of the audience and what they understand mm -hmm. like something that is we have also in our mind now people listening and mm -hmm. what do they get uh, uh, from this conversation without seeing mm -hmm. so do you have this feeling or how do you treat this feeling that is unavoidable of like what people will understand in terms of like what information you feel you need to give, what information feels maybe unloyal or like that will kind of be counterproductive to the, to the project, to the process. So yeah, how do you deal with, again, like trying to forget everything you know and think as if you're someone that just stepped into the cinema or wherever to see that film? Very good question for, for filmmaking. Uh, for, yeah, for filmmaking maybe because it's more, you, you want to, maybe there is also an idea of like uh, the possibility for more people that are not maybe specialized 
in the field of art to to be able to see and understand your film. And I think for me, it's important. It's something like yeah, that's also a question of audience, different yeah. audiences. Yeah, that's and maybe another branch of that question. But yeah, in general, yeah. there is something like. I mean, this horrible question, like what the film is about, <laughs> that I don't know why it's so like hate, hated. I mean, I, I know it mm -hmm. for, by oh, yeah. for myself, but it's like you have this need to something to come across, let's say. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, how do you deal with that? What is said and what is not said? I think it's a very good question. I think it's also linked to the idea also to work with an editor. Because in a way, he's the first spectator of your film. Because he's not you, the spectator of your film. Because, like you said, you are just... It's very difficult to have this distance. And uh, I, 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 I believe and I want to believe uh, through all the process of the editing of the film and the making of the film that the spectator is an intelligent person. <laughs> Any spectator of this annotations person and that can understand not so easy thing to understand. And I think for me, this is super important uh, in like also how you give an information or how you do not give it three times an information to be sure that this information is understood. And also to let us, the spectator, to not maybe understand everything if he if an information is not important for him and but it's important for you, you don't need to like. It's like to, to put it three times in your film to be sure that this information is going to pass through the screen. And uh, so, so this is my always my first starting point. It's for that I, 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 I'm always a bit pissed when people say, ah, oh, but uh, you need to put like a text before your film <laughs> to be sure that people understand. But like, if they don't understand everything, it's, it's really fine because I think it's, they understand what they can understand through uh, because of their culture, but because of their experience. So this is a thing, and I think information uh, can be different thing. It can be a feeling, like a data feeling, uh, and this is for me in this film was really important. That information is not just about understanding what is going on, but about feeling the film, and this was the most important thing that you can feel the film and not understand the film first and after the film is not a this film is not a linear construction so anyway there is nothing really to direct like there is not a message in the film and um, one there is different possibility to understand the film and it's really open and I in also my previous film I really wanted that the form is like a tentacle, like a, like a tentacles. tentacles that you can follow one because it's the one that you are more close to it, or you can follow another one, and and there is no like one thing that you have to understand, but there is really way to follow it, like different way to follow to follow the film and to understand what you understand, what what you want to understand. So this is for, for the information, but I am, I I'm retrying. Really uh, I, I, I'm for that. At there is, um, yeah. I'm for that there is something that uh, communicate through a film, and I, 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 I don't want myself to make uh, opaque <laughs> again. I don't know if use this word, but like non-transparent film in the sense of like that you not you cannot get through because it's so or not dense, but it's so blurry that you cannot get through. So I'm really trying to to often open doors where people can go in at one point or like sometimes in the film when it gets maybe a bit more um, uh, complicated or I don't know, complicated, but blurry. Uh, but there is, another, there is a door that is opening, a door of feeling, a door of sensation or like a door. And in the sense, I, I, I think a lot about generosity when I make a film that I want to be generous in the sense of experience. I I want to, I want that the film is, is that I want that uh, not everybody, but a lot of people can experience the film. So in the sense of experience, and and maybe, yeah, maybe the information is about the experience that you feel, and maybe after you can say, oh, 
because I, I experienced that. Maybe this means that, or maybe it's because of that, or blah, blah, blah. But maybe more about the experience and the information. I think it's about... <laughs> yeah, you need some trust also in your own images, probably. I think it's just about believe and trust, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's, it's like you said, I don't, I don't, the question of information is not interesting to, to put like, uh, you said that, to put more information in front or so, to give some kind of a prologue or so, um, if you can trust in your, in your images. But there is people that really think that you are not generous if you don't put these four lines in the beginning of your film, because you don't want people to enter. Like, Really, sometimes. Yeah, but, but then I understand your your term of generosity much better to say yeah. I'm, I'm generous in the sense I'm I'm offering a kind of a visual work or not just visual, it's auditive as well and so on. It's a film, and um, yeah, it's a kind of a space that you create, and it's just not didactic, just not leading in only one direction. And the only thing is that uh, in this film, at least, is what we said, Aitan, that um, there's also a question of loyalty. There's a question of respect and so on, at least that's the way I understood it, towards the people that are in it, especially if it's younger people yeah. and so on. So that you have to kind of balance the trust in your own images mm. and the, the trust that these kids, maybe they don't even think about it, also give to you by taking For sure, and it. I, uh, yeah, I always think, uh, they are, I always think it's, they are not my images. Yep. Yeah, even if yeah. it's a, not complicated, but it's a strange uh, thing, but it's not my images, like the film is not my images. I, I don't want to put a, a copyright at the end of my film because they are not my <laughs> images. <laughs> and uh, But maybe it's because I believe too much in images in the sense of I think they are true, <laughs> because they are just images, it's not bodies, it's images. I don't know, but for me it's important that, that uh, that yeah they can if if uh, if the teenager if one of the teenagers want to use them to do anything they... you would be generous as well yeah but it's because it's their <laughs> images it's not yeah, mine okay. yeah but not everybody would <laughs> see it that way yeah but for me it's really important in the it's it, for me the idea of the contract that you can have when you work with people that are not acting in the sense that they are not used to 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 sell the images or to work with images I don't know really I, I'm a bit sketchy here because I don't speak so much about that but uh, um, what we when you work with people that uh, are not actor um, is, is there is really a contract that you have to kind of uh, decide with them but not it's really not an official contract but a, a trust contract yes. and uh, and it's really organical like it's not a, but uh, for me, it's really important in the process after with myself and uh, this, like to be always, um, like they always see the, f the, the final cut before the final cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be sure that I, I didn't project something or I didn't turn something that I should have not turned in this way. Uh, I make a lot of, uh, I, I make a lot of um, nightmare about that <laughs> every time I make a, I make a film <laughs> of me uh, transforming reality as as a megalomaniac uh, like I have very different nightmare in different because of the different projects of always kind of the these ends that go to a, a place and that transform reality for herself and so it's really a fear this in my practice, like to, 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 yeah, to, to eat, to be a, 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 an ogre. <laughs> so that, but yeah, so yeah. When will the film be finished? <laughs> you know it. Uh, the sound editing was supposed to, the sound and the mix was supposed to, to be finished today, but it will not. <laughs> but it was all the story of this film it was always supposed to be finished today but it was another day and so I hope in the beginning of October yeah. Okay, but that's pretty soon actually. it's pretty soon yeah. actually to be honest uh, when this will be accessible it might already be done because ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally. could be yeah, yeah. we will see yeah, yeah we are curious right. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know, it's still a question. Otherwise. I'm very pleased. I'm, I'm <laughs> satisfied. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm most of all, I'm very, very curious. And that's, that's really nice. So, yeah, Chloe, thank you very much. But thanks to you. I, I, I feel that I have been a bit messy in my thought. But, uh... <laughs> no, but it's, it's nice to talk about these things. And I have the feeling that it helps sometimes to not have the visuals, apart from the fact that you get curious. But you have to put things in order, at least for me, that it's like that. Mm -hmm. quite well. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, listener. <laughs>